God's law is a reflection always around us of his eternal attributes. Let me show you what I mean. Here are the some of the attributes of God. In fact, we just spent five years as elders and deacons going through uh, a systematic theology, and these are attributes number five, six, and seven. And I'll give you eight, nine, 10, and 11, just to show you. This is what God is. God is truthful. And anytime I am not truthful in my life, I am reminded by God's law that he hates falsehood. That's, that's the camp commandment, don't bear false witness. We're not supposed to ever be in any realm false. Lying lips are always an abomination to God, Proverbs 12 says. And by the way, all liars are going to go to the lake of fire. How do you know what's lying? God defined it. God's definition of anything is law because it's absolute. It's the final word. And if God says, I'm truthful, anytime we're not, is sin. So what do I do? I say, I want your truthfulness. So I surrender to you, like the psalmist says, I set a watch at the door of my mouth, that I sin not against you with my tongue. And, and as Paul said, that, that we should be those who have graceful lips, that, that they're controlled by the grace of God. So this is the absolute. This is the explanation, the law. And so I say, whenever I'm not truthful, God, I have not been responding your way. Cleanse me of that. And this is what I want. I want Christ to live truthfulness out of me. How about goodness? And these are just some of the places. God is good. Uh, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Psalm 100, you know that. So anything that God says is not goodness is badness, if that's a word but you get the idea. All attitudes and actions that are evil and filthy and corrupt, according to God, are always sin. Even under grace, God's character does not change. He demands conformity to his goodness. And therefore, whenever I am not conformed to his goodness, I confess that I've crossed the line, that I have become like I'm not any longer to be because I'm a new creation in Christ. And I return with his cleansing back instantly. Remember this? No matter how many steps away from God I take, it's only one step back every time. One step back. If I confess He's already forgiven, and he cleanses, and I'm right back at the starting point of his goodness, Christ in me, his truthfulness. How about his love? God is love. So any selfishness, any harshness, any hatefulness is always sin. Whether I'm saved or lost, it's always sin because it falls short of his perfection. For the saved person, they just keep racking it up. In fact, Ezekiel says that saved people are under an avalanche of sin. It's a very graphic picture. It says their sins are just like just pushing them down the hill toward hell. For me, every time I do not allow Christ's love to be flowing out through me, his law in my heart reminds me of that, that that attitude, that, that look, that word, that response is not Christ-like. I go, oh. And it makes me run back and cling to him, to his love, to his goodness, to his truthfulness. So it doesn't end there. Uh, the eighth attribute that we studied in the systematic theology is gracefulness, mercifulness, and patience. That's what it says in, in Exodus 34, 6. So the law says the explanation. See, the law is explaining the attribute. 
So what does the law say? Gracelessness, because God is graceful, when I'm graceless, it's sin. When I'm merciless, it's sin. When I am impatient, some people think that's a virtue. It is not a virtue. It does not conform to God's moral character. And so every time I am impatient, every time I'm merciless in, in my treatment of someone or graceless in my response, then I have to confess that I have come from God's righteous standard. And he says, I've already forgiven you of that in my great love, wherewith I loved you. And I say, cleanse me from that. I want nothing to grieve your gracefulness flowing through me, your mercifulness flowing through me, and your patience flowing through me. God is holy, Leviticus 19.2 says, and so only those who follow after holiness are going to get to see God. In fact, what did Jesus say? When, when everyone is standing before him at the judgment in Matthew 7, he, he portrays himself sitting on the judgment seat and all of them are before him, and they say, hey, we tried really hard to do all the law-keeping we could do. He says, yeah, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Did you know the final judgment is going to be based on whether or not we had God's law written on our heart and we responded to it or whether we operated without it and are lawless? Because God is holy, always will be, throughout all eternity, always was. God hasn't changed. He didn't make himself this way for us. And he didn't write all these rules for us. He just told us what he always has been, and we came on the scene, and we have the opportunity to either have his law written on our hearts or not. Uh, God is peaceful. He, he, one of his attributes is peacefulness or orderliness. Remember, it says in 1 Corinthians 14.33 that the churches are supposed to be decent and in order because that's how God is. Did you know confusion is not from a reflection of God's character. Disorderliness is not. Some people think, hey, you know, kind of freewheeling. God is not freewheeling. He's orderly. God is peaceful, ordered. How would you like it if he, you know, kind of dealt the seasons out? You know, we'll go from summer to winter to spring to fall, and then we'll go to winter without a spring and a summer. It would disrupt everything if he just did not have order into everything God has, has symmetry, orderliness, which leads to peacefulness. Do you know what peace means, shalom? It means to be complete. Orderliness, completeness, and peacefulness. So confusion, disorder, and unrest is godless. The righteous are like the raging seas, restless, foaming up their own shame. But the work of righteousness is peace, and the effects of righteousness, quietness and assurance. God is peaceful. And so whenever I am confused or disorderly or unrestful in, in my life and it gets out of kilter, I have to confess I am not like God, flee back to Christ, who has become my peace. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them, Psalm 119, 165. It's just beautiful. Righteousness and justice. God is righteous and just. God says, this is what's right and wrong. I'm the authority, God says, and whatever conforms to my moral, moral character is right, and whatever doesn't is wrong. It's not public opinion. It's not 
you know, the politics of the day. It's not the evolving of society. As the control rods of God's law are removed, it's going to be what we see in Revelation 9. Murder, demon worship, uh, drug abuse, and gross immorality permeate the world. Law removed. 